Today's episode is sponsored by NewAmsterdam.com. Imagine a world where creatives always have a key to the city. Use promo code 3PLAY and get three signature notebook ones for only $20. That's T-H-R-E-E-P-L-A-Y. This and more are available exclusively at KNEWAmsterdam.com. NewAmsterdam.com. Welcome, citizen. Hi, Jordan. Hi. How are you? Trying to put my cup down quietly, not to disturb the dogs. Right. And she mounted the dismount. What is it? Oh, and she stuck the land. Wait, what is <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, stuck the landing but over. What was the other one? The dismount. And she stuck the dismount? Sure. Mounted the dismount. She mounted the dismount. No. What is it then? I don't know, but it's I've not never that. done anything sport related, <laughs> as you can tell. <laughs> she and she dunked the field goal. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know that's. Wrong. I think that one's right. <laughs> I think that one is exactly right. Mike is cringing. Like, oh my god. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, no, he's not because he's not listening. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> Called out. Never listens. Uh, mine neither. <laughs> I did tell David most of the story that I was doing mm-hmm. today. We were in the car and we were driving because I had to go buy shoes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, did you so find awful. shoes? I did find shoes. Oh, cool. But I got through most of the story and then his phone rang and then he picked it up and we were there. I was like, I'm just getting out. And so he never got to hear the end of the story, but he oh. never asked about it again either. So it wasn't all that interesting. Oh, I am sure I'll be more interested. I was that. super excited about it. But I'm whatever. excited about it. Um, welcome to Crime Crazy, the weekly true crime podcast with Erin Plyme and Jordan Middleton, who's rolling her eyes yep, because we forgot <laughs> where we prove that we know nothing about our legal system or our podcast, apparently, because <laughs> we're always late <laughs> and saying the intro. But we're still crazy <laughs> for a good true crime story. And we're here. And she we're here. melted the dismount. We are, yes. Um, we are, well, actually, actually, I have no clue at all what episode we're on. I think we're on like five or something it's for five. this season. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And so it's like our third one in a row that we're not going to be late for. <laughs> I know. And I, if things did not go. Well, today I was wondering if I was. I was like, I'll put the biggest apology out and be like, "He's my baby." (laughs) Just cry about it. Puppy is having a hard time. He is. So whatever you're into, praying, good vibes, Satanism, donations to vets. Uh, Yeah, a vet fund. um, (laughs) Hoodoo. Whatever you got. Like I'm not judgmental right now. He needs some love. He needs some goodness and we need some bad luck off. So if you have like some weird satanic candle or a Bible verse, I'm either way at this point. Right. (laughs) Although if if you have the, but well, either one of them can we not? We don't have to hear about it, right? Like they well, can just, just do it in the privacy of their own home and well, be like, yeah. no, "Hey, I, I did the thing." Because I mean, <laughs> I don't think people are like, "Yeah, I'll pray for you," and then they call you and they're like, "Hey, I'm gonna pray for you." So just just listen up, okay? Uh huh. You know yeah, what I mean? You never went to my church that I went to growing up. Oh, that's sad. Because it was like, "Yeah, I'll pray for you in your home for six hours." <gasps> oh my god. I'd be like, please leave. Right? Frankie doesn't like people. So I'd Get be like, you can, out. You, have, you can stand on the front lawn. <laughs> right. You can have a, a candlelight vigil, vigil yeah. on the front lawn for my dog. <laughs> um, oh. I was actually, because I, I wasn't sure even if things went well, which actually it, yeah. they're, they're up like they're okay. positive today. Yeah. Um, I was still not sure if we were going to record. And so I was putting together ideas in my brain of how I was going to get an episode out. It anyway. took me almost all day to get a story and write it. And I didn't even finish writing it until about 630. Yeah. Uh, yep. That was an hour and a half ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just I was so tired and emotionally drained. So I'm probably going to mess up a lot this episode. So you know what, though, we're a couple minutes in and you still have well, with the exception of mounting the dismount i think that's a thing like I, I'm, I'm fairly certain thing. that's not a thing you know what mean girls how she's always like that's so fetch Every, yeah, and they're like fetch is happen. not a thing stop trying to make it happen yeah so 
I'm going to get a shirt that says Mount the Dismount. And people are going to be like, oh, what does that mean? I could make you a shirt that says Mount the Dismount. Okay. But I need like a little, like I need, I need a little picture that has nothing to do with it. Like a basketball hoop. Oh my gosh. That'd be funny. For some reason I had like a croquet set in my head. Or a croquet set. <laughs> Both of those have nothing to do with mounting or dismounting. True. Because a horse would be kind of funny. It would, yeah. <laughs> How about a horse, like, jumping through the football oh, like thing? A, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, like a polo horse, but he's the one holding the stick. In his mouth? Oh, or is he standing why. on his yeah. hind legs? <laughs> In my head, he was definitely on his hind legs. That's like, have you ever seen the picture of like, how do horses wear pants? Does it just go over the back two legs or all four legs? Right. I mean, I'm a back leg person. I think it goes on the back because pants cover your butt. The junk. Right. Right. But, you know, they are really all of his legs. I think it goes over the back legs and then he wears leg warmers on the front legs. Yeah. Kind of like shirt sleeves. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Yep. All right. Well, now that we've got that out of the way, do you mm-hmm. have any crime stories to tell us? I certainly do. I was and so excited. I'm excited because I was reading this and I was like, oh, she's so sweet. And I was like, "Ooh, no, she's not. You have a she? I have a she. <gasps> I have a she. <gasps> really? Yes. My last story is not a she, but that one's still juicy. This one is like we're kicking it old school, like way, way back. How far back? Like, if we have the same story. I know. That's why I'm looking at you suspiciously. Wait, How far so back? like 1900s. Like, oh, no. Mine like, is way more recent. But I just didn't know how far back was old school because mine is like the 70s. That's probably what old school should mean. Right. But here I am thinking that, you know, over 100 years ago, <laughs> it's still. Like, oh, my God. That is over 100 years ago. What? In my brain, yeah. it's not. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Some things that she did was like. A hundred years ago. Wow. I know. So, okay, so just one quick I'm old story. Mm-hmm. So Tyler needs a job. Well, yes. Hey, world, Tyler mm-hmm. needs a job. True. Um, so my mom texts and she's like, the local produce store that I used to work at when I was in high school mm-hmm. um, is going to open. They have like, they're closed for like three months in the winter. So yeah. they're going to open again this month. And so this would be a great opportunity for Tyler to go and apply. And the problem with that is they're not open yet. And of course, mm-hmm. they don't have a website because of where we live. And um, and so there's not, you know, their their phone number that's listed is the one that rings in the produce yeah. store. So there's not a good way to get in touch. Except for the fact that that family, like you can find them. It's not that hard mm-hmm. to do. So Tyler went on Facebook and he was like, hey, how do I apply here? That was his message. That's his attempt at applying. Um, And so I was telling my mom that it was frustrating. Like, I don't want to do it for him. He is 19 years old. He needs to do it himself. Anyways, I was a store manager at 19. Yeah. Like, I I worked my way up to be a store manager. I was at 19. I was getting married. Yeah. Yeah. Those are still really big life decisions. They are, yes. (laughs) Um, So the old part of the story is she's like, well, how did you apply? When you were there, I was like, well, it said on their like marquee outside that they were hiring. And Mm -hmm. then I think like I called and I went in and interviewed in person. Like it was that was it. Yeah. Um, I said, but mom, that was 20 years ago. (laughs) The process may be different now. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Did your mom forget? I, I, It was so painful to be oh. like, that was 20 years ago. Mom. I Mom. I That's, yeah. I won't so. say anything because I don't want to rub it in at all. 20 years ago, I was like in diapers. That's what she's yeah, thinking. Probably. Well, no, I was five. I potty trained <laughs> real early. But. She's like, I was not in diapers at five. I was acting crazy at five for sure. Mm. Crazy like my two-year-old. Oh, yeah. I just heard a big old thump upstairs in their bedroom. The two-year-old's been asleep for three hours now. So hopefully she's still asleep. We need prayers for that too. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Are you ready to hear this story? I am so ready to hear this story that took place well before I was born. 
So I'm going to give you a little backstory on our little angel. She's okay. an angel. Um, okay. So she was born in 18, in the 1870s. So like. Oh, okay. So that's why I was like old. So a hundred um, years before my crime took place. Yeah. Yeah. She was born um, in Morse Mill, Missouri. And I've never been to Missouri. Morse so. Mill? Morse Mill. Morse Mill, Missouri. That's fun to say. It's a lot of M. Mama, 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 mama. Um, she was one of ten children. Oh, which that's a lot of kids. I feel like every story I tell from like a really old time period that there were like hundreds of kids. Well, not literally hundreds of kids. Oh man, my pen. Did you just break your pen? But not like the pen, just the stylus part. I'll stop fiddling. (laughs) <laughs> um so yeah she was one of 10 i couldn't figure out where she placed in that because mm-hmm. i feel like that would really make a difference because either you're going to be taking care of the other what almost seven kids because like mm-hmm. the older few are probably the ones taking care but anyway i couldn't figure that out um then she i'm just kind of going quick through her life then she married a man named hell what's his name henry graham okay and they had one daughter named lila Hey, that's my dog's name. I know. That's why I wrote it down. I was just going to be like, I had one daughter. But then I saw it was Lila. I was like, I got to write that. <laughs> you've you've said her name oh. twice now and she doesn't even, she's not even paying any attention whatsoever. She doesn't care about me. Lila. She says, oh, oh yeah, mom. <laughs> and then Zoe looks. Um, so he's like, don't talk to her. So then Graham died. That was her first husband. And then she remarried a man named Eugene Gifford. Oh, and she didn't they, want to change her initials. She had monogram everything. So. Th- I thought the same thing. <laughs> um, then let's see. They had a son together and his name was James. So kind of strange. I'm just going to touch on it because it's not our like official crime of this story. But her first husband died of like a mysterious ailment. And it was said that she had met Eugene before her first husband had died and it just ah. all kind of fell some kind of way. So, just saying. So, shifty eyes. I put in asterisks. Um, you didn't draw them. How do I draw shifty eyes? I don't know. Now you know why I wrote like it. Like lowered brows? Side eyes? it would just look like mean face. Like Maybe. See, I don't I don't know. Now you know why I just wrote I'll research eyes. this. <laughs> um so then her and Gifford moved to Catawissa, Missouri. Catawissa. I hope I'm saying that right. I have no clue. <laughs> I have no clue either. I've never been to Missouri, so I don't really know anything about it. What was the first place? Uh Morse Mill. Morse Mill. Morse Mill. And cool. this is Catawissa. Okay. Or Wisa, Catawissa, Catawissa. Somebody, somebody's somebody knows us because that one, I just, I feel it. I can tell. That's Somebody's going to be like, actually, you say it this way. Yeah. That's like certain places it's Lancaster yes. and other places it's Lancaster. Yeah. And I'm like, guys, I don't know. I'm just trying to read. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so then that's where she started her whole life with him and her, their son. And she started this whole Good Samaritan lifestyle. Okay. Yep. Um, what does that mean, a good Samaritan life? Well, we're going to volunteer a lot. Oh, we're going to touch on this. Why do I ask you questions? The answer is always, oh, we're going to get there. Well, yeah, because it's the next line. Uh, well, it's because I just do that. I, I <laughs> <laughs> your mom's like, it's because you interrupt her. That's, right. That's what your mom's saying right now. <laughs> so she would often go to sick people's homes in the mm-hmm. community and cook and care for them. Um, she would make them food or home remedies or whatever. So she was known as this little saint that would go around and help anyone in the drop of a hat and also care for them. Also known as a good Samaritan. <gasps> <laughs> the look that I just got was a the combination you of know. like, oh, you're so smart and I'm going to throw something at your eyeball. <laughs> and I only have a pen in my hand. <laughs> so a broken one at that. Um, <laughs> you have the worst luck with podcast pens. Oh, tell me about it. Oh, tell me get me started. Um, R.I.P. You should pen. order crime crazy pens. No, because I would need to test one first. Okay. Okay. Hi, can we order one pen? One. We need a <laughs> I just need to see. Um, uh, let's see. 
Okay. So then she started building this reputation for herself as um, like it was talk around the town that, oh, she was a really good cook and she was kind of like the next best thing to a nurse for people's homes. Like, yeah. So she would go and um, do these recipes that everyone seemed to love, like home cooking Mm -hmm. and then home remedies, which in that time, I feel like not everyone could afford the medicine that was available and there was a lot of disease and sickness yeah so it was kind of like any home remedy we're gonna try because absolutely probably won't have anything medicine is only a step above that anyway yeah so that's why i was like well and she'll help us and she'll stay here and care for our sick kid or grandma grandpa whoever Mm -hmm. um so that is what she started doing um but she was very official at what she did she would keep a log and keep people's temperatures um and like food intake water intake medication um home remedy whatever they got like she kept a very strict log about everything um so that made people feel better yeah because then it's like oh she really is keeping track um I literally put, so she looked hella good. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But quite a few uh, children died under her care. But at the Mm. time, most kids, especially sick kids, had a disease where several, and it was hard to kind of, I don't want to say fix them. That's why you had so many kids, because that was not abnormal. All I could think of is the Oregon Trail. Oh, my god! When your kids just die all the time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's tragic. Sorry. I for real thought Kit Kat was behind me. That was weird. You have a ghost in your house. Um, She has to be behind me. What is... I can hear her under the chair or something. Or behind. I swear to... The curtain's moving. Yes. Maybe it's the woman from the bench. Do not get me started on that. You're going to jump out of that chair. <laughs> not ready for this. Tell my, my daughter family can I see love ghosts. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Every day she sees the same bench and trees and flowers and says, what's that lady doing? Mm-hmm. And I look, I'm like, there's no lady. And then recently I'm like, is the lady there? <laughs> right. Well, and the lady's on the bench. And sometimes right next she's to, like, in the, the memorial tree. flowers. Oh, she's in the tree. One time. She's kind of in the tree. I'm like, okay, get me out of here. But, yeah, okay. So, so if weird. I die, this will be my last story. Thank God. Um, <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> this will be my last story. And it's about a freaking old lady who's an angel. And I haven't even told you the end. Oh. Okay. This will be my last story. So thank God, because get it? She could take care of me. Gotcha. No. Yeah, but I hear she's not an angel. Well, if I'm already dead, she can't kill me. Um, <laughs> okay. But in 1917, mm-hmm. see what I mean? Yeah. Okay. It, that's more than 100 years ago. <sighs> okay, you got me, though. Um, <laughs> two healthy, Uh-oh. loosely said, um, middle-aged men died. And they were under her care, under her name, however you want to say this. So Sherman Pounds died while staying in her house that I put AKA, but it was mentioned and like I listed as the Catawisa, Catawisa, sorry guys, I don't know what I'm saying, um, house of mystery. So people stayed there. If she couldn't stay at their house to care for them, she would bring oh, them into her home. Like a, well then, but wait, but they were healthy. So why so, was he staying there? So that's why I said healthy middle-aged men. So the one, um, uh, hold on, wait. Okay. I, my mic is literally my way of my notes. So the one was there. Okay, hold on. I'm going to make sure I get this right. So it was like they were healthy, but they were not not healthy in that way. So there was one that like hired help. There was one that was healthy in a sense of not sick and dying. He was just like, okay, but I guess that this is... So they were strong and expected to make a recovery Well, that, not on their deathbed? Yeah, I, I think it was because they said healthy and they kept putting quotation marks around it. And I was like, okay, so healthy... Well, I know some of the men that ended up staying at her house were hired help, which I get. Okay. Um, but she, is she still married? What happened? Wait. Yeah. 
Okay. The whole time. I mean, they never talk about the husband or the son, but yeah. Okay. I just say they never. So, all right. That's maybe a little less weird. Like maybe they, I don't know, rent it out or trade yeah. lodging for I, work. That might be it. That's why they said healthy. Maybe that's why, because they couldn't prove that they were sick or healthy, gotcha. but they weren't staying there for health reasons. Maybe gotcha. that's what they meant. Okay. I know okay. the one. Um, so they were like lodgers or something. Yeah. Orders. So. The neck, the second one. So the first one was Sherman. The second one, or Sherman Pounds. I, that's such a great name. Um, <laughs> the second one was uh, Jim Ogle. I have no idea, guys. Um, Ogle, Ogle. Hmm. He died after a dispute over money because he was a hired, um, like a handyman. Oh. And then he died. Oh. And I was like, no one considered that murder or like worth right, an no investigation. One, no one looked into it. Right. So I was like, what is happening here? But we always have stories where police don't do what they should. So And this was a long time uh-huh. ago. So I was like, oh, they just probably didn't care. Um, <laughs> so Sherman <laughs> Pounds. Like, whatever. He was just a handyman. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this was in 1917. Those two men died. So Sherman Pounds, three-year-old granddaughter also died under her care in 1922 so i was like oh. if that's where your grandpa or your dad died yeah, why are you there? why are you there but th- i think that's because she hid it so well about what was actually going on well and if she's like one of the only people that's what you're hearing there's fireworks out no there. that is fireworks but there was something definitely under my chair but why are there fireworks is it a holiday what's happening <laughs> I don't get it. I don't think it's a holiday. It's not. Yeah, President's Day. Like, no. That was a week ago. That's so strange. I'm so confused. But anywho. So now I'm going to die from something, a ghost or a cat or now fireworks. So great, people. (laughs) Let me get this story out before you don't know the end. So Um, what I was going to say was that maybe if she was, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of medical care and she had a really good reputation. And then. Oh, yeah. She was like popular in counties around where she actually lived yeah. and she was known for like dropping everything and running to them as soon as they needed her like right. they said she would hop in her car and go there any type of weather any type time of night and even before she had a car she had her little horse and buggy and she'd go over there and i was right. like they that's how she got the reputation because she would drop everything and run over to you yeah. and one of the things said that um she would tell the mothers of the children like now that i'm here you need to go rest because then when you wake up it'll be your turn and you need to be fully rested for that and that gave people a sense of like okay i can take it easy because you're gonna care for my kid and i don't have to worry about it so granted yeah it's probably gonna die in the middle of the night yeah so yeah pretty much um so the three-year-old granddaughter also died while staying there in 1922 Mm. and then a seven-year-old irene died under her care in 23 you can tell that like after a certain amount a certain time period then it was like tracked easier before it was just kind of like random kids so um or random people i should say it wasn't just kids so then um Okay, so that was 23. And uh, 1925, Ethel, I don't know how to say this last name, Shamel. Sure. And, and her two sons um, and another relative all died within a few months. Of, of, of the reportedly the same thing? So this is the turning point, this family. Okay. So that was in 25. In 27, Ed Brinley, a farmhand, died. So then finally, rumors of her involvement with literally everyone's death Mm -hmm. came to light and people started believing it and they started an investigation. And the two brothers, um, the Shamel brothers Mm -hmm. and Brinley, the farmhand, they exhumed them and did like autopsies and stuff. And all three were found with large amounts of arsenic. I know. So, okay. So that was what she was doing. And what? Nothing. Just go, keep going. No, what? <laughs> no. So, well, okay. I do have a question, though. Okay. When um, when were they first able to test for arsenic poisoning? I don't... That, that seems so early. But that's why I was like, okay. But she 
went to the store and bought it all the time and told them it was for her like to poison rats in the barn sure so whatever so the last three bodies from her mm-hmm. the last wait the let's see we're in 25 and 27 and i think it was still a year later what was it um yeah so that 27 was the year that they ended up exhumed and they found all the arsenic but i don't know how how they tested for that well it's in the blood right or in the liver or something it's a heavy metal it stays in your body yeah um 1836 was when wow they first oh wait hold up nope yeah marsh test Mm. 1836 was when they first came up with a way to do it so they um, they could have tested literally all of her victims yeah because that test was made before she was born right so right. she literally so she, they could have oh, they if they had known so, that that's what mm-hmm. or if they'd suspected so then the clerk at the store was like oh yeah she's been in here for years getting rat poisoning like that's right. just what she always buys and um easy to mix into they, food oh wait yeah. that's yeah so that's what they were like okay so she must have mixed it in the food and mm-hmm. that's why she had such a reputation for being a cook because she would make um kids really sweet fun things to eat so they oh. wouldn't be like oh it tastes yucky i don't want to eat it and right so well but i think it's pretty flavorless anyway yeah so she said that well not she said but the article i was reading was saying that it was so she tried to make fun sweet child so appealing meals even if you're sick like oh but i made this special for you and uh, whatever so that's how she did that sick. Yep, and she went to trial in 28, which was the next year, for only two of the murders, which was weird, because not only did they take, uh, like, dig out three bodies, right? but she only was taken for two of them when I'm sure they knew about all the other people under her care that mysteriously died. Yeah. Um. So that's her, like victim count mm-hmm. goes anywhere from two to 48 oh yeah holy smokes yeah that there was this one article this woman kept saying like anytime she hears a bell ringing of like someone sick mm-hmm. she's the first one there and she's the one uh. to cry the hardest and she attended every funeral and like she really liked it like that's sick she would like i guess I don't, I don't like kill them, but poison them at the first thing in the morning before the family really started waking up. So then, or they, the other article said that she would kill them in the middle of the night, not tell the family, but um, call doctors and and police and everything first. Oh, right. And so then, she could be the one. Yeah. So is that like essentially Munchausen's by proxy? I, that's why I was like... She was so effed up, though, because they said that she was always the one crying the hardest in the room. She was always the center of attention at the funeral, and she always made sure it went exactly how she wanted it to. Right. So she really liked that. But um, so even though it was only for two murders, she was found criminally insane. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. So she was committed to a state mental hospital and actually died in 1951. Wow. Yep. I was like dang girl like she was doing all this in her 50s right so yeah wow i know i was like dang it's like a grandma gone bad not yeah and that's a lot of potential victims i imagine well i don't know because like you were saying you also did just have people who just died very easily because there wasn't a lot of good medicine and she's the one treating them they're probably not also under the care of a doctor Mm -hmm. so she could have killed all those people or I bet I bet it was one of those things where like the first several died and she got a taste for it and then she was like now I'm gonna yep poison people Mm -hmm. but that's why I said shifty eyes with her husband mysteriously dying yeah and then she got her second husband Ooh. so that's why I was like maybe she did do it all 
Yeah. I mean, she could have just pushed them along if they were already dying or if they yeah. were getting better than she really pulled the rug out underneath them. Yeah, but, no kidding. Or like the ones that were just totally healthy and uh-huh. died anyway. Yep. Wow. Because of money or whatever. But yeah, so that was my crazy serial killer woman. Yeah, yeah crazy prolific. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot of bodies. Yes. All right. Well, I have a story about a woman too. I'm excited. Um, hang on one sec. Imagine a world where creatives always have a key to the city. Use promo code 3PLAY and get three signature notebook ones for only $20. That's T-H-R-E-E-P-L-A-Y. This and more are available exclusively at knewamsterdam.com. Newamsterdam.com. Welcome, citizen. All right, so I'm going to tell you my story, and I'm really excited because after I tell you my story, then I get to show you my pretty pictures. Oh, my gosh. Because I bullet journaled the heck out of it. Yep. (laughs) Okay, mine is also a woman. I'm excited. I know, but way later um, because she was born in 1943. Oh, her name is really funny. So uh, her, her name that people would know her by now. What? Did I ever tell you my girl's name? I don't even remember saying it because I was cracking up because I love this no. name. Her name is Bertha. Oh, Bertha Jorkins. <laughs> Maybe not. Uh, Bertha. Bertha Gifford. But Bertha, oh, okay. well, just in general, Bertha cracks me up. That's funny. No, you yep. you sure didn't. And that's so funny. Because you always, like, I always start my story with a name. And you always start your story with, like, something else. Yeah. And then, like, the name comes later. Like, mm-hmm. Bertha. Sorry, Bertha. guys. Continue. Okay. <laughs> well, my na- lady's name is Judy Bueno Año. Bueno Año? Yes. But that's not what she was born. Oh. So she was born Judy Welty. Much better. Okay. So Judy Welty, born in Texas, um, until the age of four, she lived with her two older siblings, her mom and her dad, and her baby brother, Robert. I mean, of course, the baby brother wasn't there when she was born. Born. But once he was born. Childhood. Yes. Um, But when she was four, her mom died. And so Judy and Robert both were sent to live with her grandparents um, just for a little while because then dad remarried and then they went back home to live with the new stepmom and now also two stepbrothers and the dad and the two older siblings. Okay. Um, So now there are six kids, two parents. Uh, later she claimed that they starved her and that that was the reason that at 14 years old she attacked the dad, the stepmom, and the two stepbrothers and ended up going to jail for it. Oh. It didn't say, I don't think that she killed them. Um, oh, okay. It sounded like she just attacked them. Okay. It was just an altercation i don't okay. know if anyone died but it doesn't really matter because that's not what this is about okay <laughs> so when she got back from jail she went to reform school until she graduated in 1960 um and then in 1961 she gave birth to a son with an unknown father okay. the son's name was michael so michael welty of course then in 1962 she married an air force officer named james goodyear and now you get it what okay so uh <laughs> she and michael moved to orlando with james mm-hmm. they had a son and a daughter together um so then it was son daughter michael uh judy james yeah okay in 1971 so james was air force so he goes off to war so in 1971 he gets home from vietnam and he starts to just develop these very strange symptoms and in a relatively short span of time they have to hospitalize him and then he dies oh um and so i think they just kind of all wrote it off as like you know, maybe something that he picked up when he was in another yeah. country, or maybe it was a, you know, a, whatever. So um, she collects the insurance, the life insurance for that, so that she can still support her three kids now. Yeah. And 
Then, very shortly after, her house catches on fire and burns to the ground. And no one is injured, but she collects insurance on the house. Yep. So, after the fire, she legally changes her last name and and Michael's last name from Welty to Bueno Año because she apparently thinks that that's Spanish for good year, which it is, but not really. Not, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) yeah um and i don't know if she changed the other two kids also i don't know so um in 1972 so only a year later she uh starts dating a guy whose name is bobby joe morris which bobby joe sounds like a girl's name to me but whatever They end up getting engaged and married in 1977, and they moved to Colorado. Mm -hmm. He also develops some mysterious symptoms. He has to be hospitalized, but then they send him home. Okay. However, two days later, he collapses. They take him back to the hospital where he dies. Oh, my God. So she collects the life insurance money. She's good at this. Yeah. So she burned that house down too? She did not. Uh-huh. She did not. She's slipping up. Um, <laughs> yeah. So several years after husband number two dies, and she never changed her name to Morris or oh. any of her children. So several years after Bobby Joe Morris dies, she, or Michael, her oldest son, who's just her son, her son. joins the army. And he is going to be stationed at Fort Benning, Georgia. Mm -hmm. But he decides that before he goes off to either boot camp or I don't know if he's completed boot camp and that's where he's going to live or whatever. He's going to go spend some of his time with mom. So he goes and visits her and then he goes off to Fort Benning. Well, when he first gets there, he starts to get these strange symptoms. And they're like, "It's, it's almost like he's come in contact with something or he's being poisoned. And so they do blood work. And guess what? No. Is that why you're laughing? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. They find high levels of arsenic Holy in his shit, blood. Holy shit. This is pretty much the closest we're going to get to doing the same the story. The same story. Holy I know you crap. started saying that, and I was like, I can't keep a straight face. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, um, several weeks <sighs> later, after they discover that he has lots of arsenic in his blood, his muscles in his arms and his legs have atrophied Aww. so terribly that they have to put him in metal braces just so that he can walk. Ooh, and gosh. so they discharge him because he can't oh, be in the yeah. army anymore. And they send him home to live with his mother. <laughs> no, nope. right. I'd be like, send me anywhere else. Anywhere literally. Else. Yeah, but no one... No one knew. No one has any idea. And he certainly doesn't yeah. suspect his mom. I mean, he, she's been the only person to take care of him his whole life. And she does. She takes care of him because by May of 1980, he's still in relatively the same condition. He hasn't died of poisoning. Um, and so Judy decides that she is going to just randomly take Michael and James, who is her oldest son with the second. So James. Hu- with, the, with the first husband, right? So he's James the second. Second. Um, out canoeing so they're out canoeing in a river and the canoe flips over and so James and Judy swim to the shore and Michael who's in metal braces is dragged to the bottom where he drowns to death oh no one thought to grab him I mean I'm sure they did it on purpose yeah but no yeah And I don't know exactly how old Um, so James has to be at least what nine by this point because he was born before his dad died and it's been nine years since his dad died so but he may have still been a relatively little kid yeah so i don't know so um after the death of her son judy goes and she opens a beauty salon and she starts to date a man named john gentry and in 1982 they get engaged and she's like hey you know if we're going to be engaged and married we really need to take out life insurance policies on each other you know I've had some bad luck in the past and I I would hate for anything to happen to either of us and leave the other one she's like not only that but um I have had bad luck with husbands I had two that just kind of died they got sick and they died and so you know, I want you to be healthy. I don't want to ever have to collect this life insurance. <laughs> I need you to take these vitamins. Oh. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> John Gentry takes the vitamins, and wouldn't you know it, by December of 82, uh, he's sick. And 
they take him to the hospital. Oh, my God. And he recovers. Oh, good. While he's in the hospital. And then he goes home. <laughs> because and, and exactly. Because he's not taking the vitamins in the hospital. And uh. yet, it never occurs to him or anyone else to link the two. And so, when he gets better, they send him back home. And he never suspects a thing. Okay. So, then 1983. Okay. Matter of months later, mm-hmm. Gentry is driving to the liquor store and his car explodes. <gasps> yep. Oh my God. This lady's intense. And yet he doesn't die. He's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, of course, with the exploding car, the police get involved uh, and they start yeah. to kind of poke around and they somehow come across these arsenic vitamins that she's been feeding him. Well, and they're like, hmm, this is really sketchy. Mm-hmm. And now that we think about it, there's been a lot of deaths in her past as well. Yep. And let's dig some of those bodies up. So oh. this is so much like your story. Yes. So they exhume Michael, James Goodyear, and Morris. Wow. Yes. And? So Michael, her only, her, her, her son. son. Her first husband, James. James. Her second husband. Gentry. Morris. Morris. Gentry is the boyfriend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fiance who was poisoned and then his car exploded and he still didn't die. He's like a cat with like nine lives. Um, So they, of course, find arsenic in everybody's blood. Yep. So, which I mean, they knew that they would find it in Michael. Yeah. So I'm not really sure why they needed to dig him up. Like, they knew it was there. He had blood work done when he was alive. And his cause of death was not it was mysterious. Drowning. It, was, it was drowning. Right. Yeah. So, and it was drowning and not in a particularly mysterious fashion. Because if you're wearing big, heavy pieces of metal and you have very little muscle mass, then... Of, of course, course you should go gonna drown. well yes <laughs> that too uh, so okay. now with this evidence in 1984 they convict her mm-hmm. um or actually 1984 and then 1985 there are a couple of trials so they end up convicting her of the murders of goodyear and michael they um convict her of the attempted murder of gentry they do not convict her of morris's murder for whatever reason. Hmm. Um, they also convict her of grand theft because she got $240,000 oh, yeah. in insurance. They also convict her of arson. Oh. So some of that was the house insurance. So yeah. I don't know if there was some sort of confession or if it was just like, you know what, let's throw everything at her we possibly could because those yeah. are very not connected. Yeah. Um, so she gets 12 years for... The attempted murder of Gentry. She gets life in prison for the murder of her son. Good. And she gets death for (gasps) the murder of her first husband. Oh. So once this happens, they really are still kind of poking around. And they start to suspect her in a 1974 murder in Alabama. And I'm not sure whose murder that was. But oh, okay. they think that she was involved. And then also she had a boyfriend, um, I think right after her second husband, but before Gentry. Okay. Um, and he died. His name was Gerald Dossett. And they suspect that she was involved mm. in that too. But they don't ever um, take it to court. They never really look into it. Because at this point, she's been sentenced to death. There's no point yeah. in spending any money on it. So in 1998, at the age of 54, they execute her by electric chair. <gasps> she is the... Um, I didn't even know they still did that. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they they did that even here in Virginia until surprisingly recently. Yeah. Like, I want to say, I don't know, 80s, 90s? Dang. It was not that long ago. Um, so she is one of the first women, or she was the first woman to be executed in Florida after they reinstated the death penalty, because I guess uh, Florida had yeah. no death penalty for a while. Um, and she was only like the third woman ever to be electrocuted. And like mm-hmm. just, so she has all of those 
claims to fame as well. But oh my God, we both did arsenic poisoning. I know. That's so <laughs> weird. I don't even know what led me to do lead. <laughs> Another heavy metal. I know. <laughs> um, but I don't even know how like I ended up on poison. I literally Googled um, obscure serial killer. Oh. And came across an article and she was like the first one i was like okay that's what i'm doing i know i looked at a bunch of things and then um oh because i was looking up kids poisoning mm. something or something I, I always put like random keywords right and then see what comes up and a lot of it was like halloween candy and they're like no that's fake like no one's actually had poison halloween or with candy. razor blades yes. and, and yeah. it's so funny because snopes comes up now yes. and they're like no 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 right stop <laughs> saying yep. these things and then i was just like i took away kid and it was like poisoned something something and then she came up in a list of 12 others nice yep. nice that's crazy my last story has nothing to do with it okay um, well um then yeah i don't have a uh, last story because it's your week so we okay. can't possibly match on this one so i didn't write it down because it's that short it's just a little funny thing um, so I figured I would just read it to you. And then, of course, you know, I'm not going to know how to sound out this name. So cool. <clears throat> OK, so this article was from February 16th, uh, 2014. I'm assuming it happened sometime close to this. Mm, mm-hmm. Sorry. So <laughs> <laughs> I like that you're like, mm, I didn't research anymore. No, I just read this article and thought it was hilarious. So. <laughs> That was the end of my research. Um, I'm okay. I really, I'm just going to read this to you. Okay. Uh, there's really no denying the creativity of children, but this might be taking it too far. Oh no. A 10 year old boy from Norway stole his parents' car while they were sleeping and attempted to drive himself and his 18 month old sister (gasps) to their grandparents' house, 68 miles away. Wow. After driving a little more than six miles, the boy veered off the road where he was spotted by a snowplow driver who called the police. According to Bard Christi Christiansen of mm-hmm. this police district, because I am not <laughs> going to try to pronounce all this, the boy told the snowplow driver that he was a dwarf and that he had left his driver's license at home. <laughs> How creative is that? That that is actually pretty fantastic. How old was he? Ten. Ten. Okay. One of my first driving memories is not being able to tell my grandmother which way to turn on the one road in our town with with stoplights on it to get to Walmart from my house. I just didn't know because I never paid any attention. I cannot imagine. I cannot fathom getting in. I mean, maybe did he have GPS? Like, how was he going to get there? And... Not even knowing where he was going, but knowing what to do in the car. Yeah. Like, you really had to, like, look at what... But, okay, so let's keep reading. Oh, there's more. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, I'm ready. So, yes, that he was a dwarf and he had left his driver's license at home. The parents woke up and discovered that the children were missing and that someone had taken off with their car. They were pretty upset, as you can imagine. Yeah. Um, luckily, neither child was injured and the a- in the accident, nor was there any damage done to the car. Um, but then the, what was he? Um, the police district guy, Uh he said, um, (laughs) he said, I'm pretty sure the parents are going to pay very close attention to both their children and where their car keys are in the future. Yeah. But I was reading something and there was another boy around his age who had, constantly stole his parents car when they weren't looking and that he thought it was hilarious because he knew how to drive the car right can you imagine like having to study to figure out like okay i have to put my foot on the brake to turn the key to even get the key in the ignition depending on what kind of car it is new or old that changes everything now like so but do you think that they like let him drive on a dirt road or he had a some sort of vehicle that worked very similar to a car like i mean he must have had practice to make it six miles yeah and he wanted to go 68 miles yeah to grandma and grandpa in the snow apparently with his baby sister 
with his baby sister. That is terrifying. Yes. When those parents woke up and discovered their kids and car were gone, they oh, yeah. must have thought somebody kidnapped oh. them. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> my house is trying to kill Jordan today. I have to go. Goodbye. <laughs> Signing off. <laughs> we oh. have these stupid McDonald's Peter Rabbit toys and the one that you push down and then there are four red buttons. If your kid gets that one, hand it right back through the drive-thru window and be like, uh-uh, give me a better toy. Thank God it the is, one that shoots the carrots wasn't armed. What if it <laughs> shot at me? <laughs> it just, uh, it just doesn't work. Bounced no matter, on its and it own <laughs> and scared the shit out of me. <laughs> it, oh. dove. it was like, that was such a terrible story. I'm going to dive right I off the know, table. Dramatic. <laughs> oh, God, you that didn't was even so bump scary. the table. He just no. must have been just, that's hilarious. Oh, my God. That was so great. But yeah, that was my little crime. <laughs> this ten-year-old little crime. Ha ha ha! Because you're so funny. I tonight. know it's because I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, it's better this way than like the bratty way. I either get really like dumb and funny, or I get really bratty and mean. <laughs> well, I'm really glad that yeah. you're dumb and funny. <laughs> Thanks. I I totally am feeling you on the tired thing. I don't have any good excuse, but I did. And now, and after sleep. this, I'm gonna go home and I have to cook dinner still. So oh gosh yeah after this i'm gonna go upstairs and watch criminal minds and crochet sounds nice we're gonna watch live pd because oh my gosh i was cracking up (sighs) live pd has been killing me lately it's so funny (laughs) do you have a dvr no how are you gonna record live pd for me because i never get to watch it and you talk about it all the time you could just come over and watch it it is so late no but like (laughs) on like saturdays they play it like randomly all day long on the channel like reruns and stuff and i think they have it on demand and it's three hours long so even if you watch some of it it's funny Mm -hmm. so and sometimes they have like oh originally i was supposed to be at your house today i know i told that's why mike was like wait you're leaving i was like yeah everything got confused i was like but i'm going over there now (laughs) right everything has changed yes but i might actually go upstairs and edit this podcast tonight Mm -hmm. because it is not monday night Mm -mm. and it is always monday night Mm -hmm. when i edit the podcast agreed i might do it if i do it then i'll have to like reward myself somehow so um i'm i'm gonna hope that by this point everyone knows that arsenic poisoning is really easy to detect yeah and it's not a good murder weapon like that's gonna be something they look for right away if there's a suspicious death oh, however yeah. don't end up on next week's episode <laughs> i had to say it dramatic <laughs>